Sammy and I'm Mandy and you're listening to Ice Scream Sunday the podcast where we talk about anything we want under the guise of horror movies yes yeah and today we're talking about part two of the angry scary sexy lady (laughs) (laughs) a double feature of swim fan and i was like really excited for you to watch this movie because this played a major role in my like teenagehood i just i i really distinctly remember going to the mall to watch this movie with my friends Uh and being like oh I shouldn't be watching this movie. Like, this is inappropriate. You know, my parents would be upset if they knew I was watching this sexy pool movie. Oh, little so. Sammy. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, oh, my freaking ears. You know, like, I was really very innocent. Um, you know, like, I was... I was the kid who got a permission slip to go see Passion of the Christ. As, as, so this was... You know, to give you an idea of high school Sammy, she was very innocent, uh, you know, a little a little confused about where she belonged. And yeah. um, but Swim Fan was like was kind of like one of those gateway movies for me. I feel like I started watching more effed up movies after Swim Fan. I think Cruel Intentions was my Swim Fan. Right. Like we were talking about this off the podcast, I think. Yeah. And I didn't watch Cruel Intentions until high school, like later in high school. Like, um, like I saw Swim Fan when it came out. And then I think I was like 16 or 17 when I saw Cruel Intentions for the first time. Yeah. And the weird thing is now I'm remembering this and going, oh, this is really strange. This is something I have to like talk to my therapist about maybe. Uh, But (laughs) uh, I watched a lot. So I watched a ton of movies with my high school boyfriend. Like that's basically, I mean, you know, it's like you have a car, right? But like there's not a lot you can go and do. Yeah. Kind of lived in a rural area. Um, So there's there, there wasn't a lot of like nightlife or anything. And he was super, he came from a really religious family. And so when we would like go out, it would be like to these, you know, like mega church, like hangouts where we, you know, where they talk about the evils of like secular media. Ugh. Yeah. I, and I didn't grow up uh, just to, just for full disclosure. Like I grew up uh, in a um, pretty progressive um, Christian community, like sure. Just it was totally different from that. It was it was kind of like whatever people believe is none of our business. <laughs> and uh just help people and don't be a dick. And okay, so that's uh that's what you should know. You know, and that was kind of like that was what I was raised in. But yeah, my, my boyfriend was in a much more conservative environment than I was. And and I obviously spent a lot of time with him. So I went to a lot of this stuff with him, and a lot of it was very upsetting to me because uh-huh. I I didn't grow up 
thinking I should like convert anyone or change anyone's yeah. mind or anything like that. That just like wasn't in my in my makeup. And um, but it's weird. I'm re- realizing now the two of us watched a ton of movies together, and then we would go to ch- we would go to like these church gatherings where they would talk about how evil these movies were, and we would be watching, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he was, he was the one who showed them to me. It wasn't like I, and his parents always thought that I was like corrupting him, uh-huh. you know, they're like, Oh, like keep the door open, you know, type of stuff. And I'm like, listen, your son it, it is not innocent in this yeah. scenario. And it's not just me. Um, but we watched like cruel intentions. We watched seven. We were like, we just, I'm trying to think of some other so – we watched got, a lot of, like, David Fincher movies yeah. and stuff. So you, so you guys weren't, like, sitting a yardstick apart on his mom's couch watching the Buttercream Gang? No, we were, like, making out pretty hardcore, and then that got uh, – they put an end to that one time when uh, – anyway. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just funny because, like, I mean, he still, I think, lives in that very repressed world. Um, uh-huh. Like to the degree that we reconnected briefly in college. Like we tried, we tried to like be friends a couple times. And I was like, I don't even want to be friends with this guy. I don't know why I'm trying. I, I don't care, you know. Um, but I remember like one time we were talking about um, the portrait of Dorian Gray. Uh-huh. And, and I was like, oh, it's such that book is just like so gay, you know. And he was like, it's not gay. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And I was like, wow, you're like that. Um, homophobic and repressed that like this this book about two dandies and like debauchery written by Oscar Wilde. You're like, I don't see anything. It's I don't see anything uh, homoerotic about this. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. Okay. Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this, this super gay book written by Sir Gay of the Lowlands. <laughs> like- yeah, he was just like that. I don't think anything about that book is gay. And I was like, wow, we have grown in different ways. Um you know, and this was like a year into college, you know, and I was like, I feel very differently than I did in high school. And already in high school, I was feeling differently from him, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I, sorry, this is just such a random off topic thing to think about, but it's so strange. Cause this was like, the, you know, my high school boyfriend was like, I had a lot of, uh, friends in school who were gay and he uh-huh. was like, he was like, well, I love him. He's my friend, but he's going to hell. And, ah. I, and, I, would, and I would like cry, you know, I'd be like, I can't believe you say that about our friend, you know? And it's just so, it's just so strange because then we just go watch like some, you know, uh, really strange mind bending movie. And they, they were all secular outside yeah. of the passion. Um, Cause I think I saw that with him. I don't, I don't really remember. I don't feel like my church would have been the kind of church that would be like, why don't you go? So I'm sure it was with his. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, it's so strange. And, but yeah, I was, I was the corrupting influence. Of course. Um, but swim fan was a true gateway for sure. I was just like, Whoa. Cause like, I feel like before that, the types of PG, wait, now I'm trying to remember the, the order of events. Um, I'm, I'm, I am DBing this because I feel like this came before it. Oh no, it came after it. Oh wait, really? Oh, I, I'm all screwed up. Cause I'm like, I feel like I watched movies like how to lose a guy in 10 days and things like that. And the, that was kind of my like pushing it PG 13 uh-huh. movie viewing pre <laughs> pre adulthood <laughs> type of stuff. Or like, you know, my, fr- like, we'd go in a co-ed group and go watch like, you know, 
Fast and the Furious 2 or something like that. But this was like that the one of the first movies that I remember being like, wow, this is really effed up. And uh, but I'm kind of interested in it. And <laughs> I think it's kind of fun. And, you know, it was better than watching A Walk to Remember. So I was into it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first time you've ever seen Swim Fan. Yes. And unfortunately, unlike um, Fatal Attraction, where I took extensive notes, it was kind of an off night for Stephanie. So I didn't get a chance to handwrite anything, but it's all up in my noggin. So for those of you who don't know, Stephanie is is Mandy's little nugget. So um, I actually have a decent amount of no. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just started scrolling and I was like, oh, I have I have a lot of notes. I also have, I think, some commentary from from Tuck in here because okay. uh, he was he was also watching. And the two of us um, after we watched this, he was like, I want to watch a bunch of like 90s and early 2000s movies. And I said, I can deliver on that. Yes. And since then, he has uh, seen for the first time Clueless uh-huh. and Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh. Yeah. And the two but, of us. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that your dynamic kind of reminds me of um, like you showing Tuck all of, like these like seminal teenage girl movies. Yeah. Um, There's this podcast I listen to. And like, this is totally me promoting them. I don't know them. One of them said something really like talked to me a little bit on Twitter, which made me like really excited. It's called, it's called This Ends at Prom. This Ends at Prom. Yes. So um, it's, um, their names are Harmony and BJ Colangelo and they're married. And um, BJ shows Harmony all of these seminal teenage girl movies because when Harmony was in high school, she was male presenting. So she missed all of those. Mm. and it's it's really good i cannot stress enough to go watch or go listen to that that's fun oh that's really fun yeah i i love being able to to do this and like share this because well and so even more than that like um talk my partner is like the kind of person who's like i don't watch movies like but our first date ever was to go see a movie because i had posted about never seeing half-baked and i was kind of like i feel like this is a movie that i should watch like that i feel like everyone has watched at some point in their lives and i should go see it and he had commented on my status we had known each other for a while but this was like the first time we went out and 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 i told my mom it's not a date well whatever mom uh you were right so but I was like, oh, yeah, you want to come with me? And he's like, yeah, let's go. So we went to go see this movie together. And so he actually has a running list of all the movies that we've watched together. He created Aww. like this document. And so we're we're pretty diligent about it. I, maybe we've missed one or two, but I really don't think we've missed many. Uh, we try to write it down af- right after we watch it. Um, so, yeah, he had never seen Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. He never seen Clueless. And neither one of us had seen Empire Records. And um, so we just watched that the other day. And classic. Well, I feel like I needed to have watched that movie in the 90s to really enjoy yes, it. Yes, probably. I'm like, I don't. But I, but it's like I watch Clueless and I freak out. And that's so anyway, to tie it all together, that's kind of how I feel about Swim Fan too. I know that if I watched Swim Fan in 2021 and had never seen it before, I probably would have been like, this sucks. But 
because I had watched it in 2022 and had these fond memories of like being a kid at a mall, watching a movie that you're not sure you should be watching. Yeah. Uh, and oh my God, forgot Jason Ritter was in the movie. Yeah. I screamed at the TV. I screamed at it. And Chuck was like, what's going on? And I was like, Jason Ritter. <laughs> he's, he's not in it much. He basically no. shows up to give like a gentle kiss on the movie's forehead. And then he goes on his magical way. Yeah, it's really, it's really strange. Like, um, he's just like, he he's like smaller than the sidekick in this. And I'm like, he's not being used to his potential. But neither, I mean, honestly, I feel like there are so many, here's my biggest gripe with Swim Fan. Uh-huh. Um, there are so many talented people in this movie, and I feel like they're all being used incorrectly. <laughs> yes. Like, okay. And we'll get into like... Like, for example, Cherie Appleby was acting like she was in a prestige drama, I feel like. I feel like she was completely in the wrong film entirely. So, and okay, so as a huge, so I'm a huge Bachelor fan. Everybody knows, uh, or if you're listening to this, you probably know because you'll see all of the Bachelor podcasts alongside this one. Um, Unreal. It was like such a great guilty pleasure watch and Sherry Appleby was so awesome in it. Um, and I mean, I, I loved her when I was like a kid too, yeah. you know? So I was like, you know, I think she's, she's really great. It, it, right. in like television dramas and stuff, that's like her wheelhouse and uh-huh. she's so good at that. Um, and I think, I mean, I think she's one of the best actors in the movie for sure, but it's, you're right. It like doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I like forgot how much I liked her in this movie. She's too. so good in this and I feel so bad for her. Yeah. And I then feel I bad for Ben too. And that I, is was not the case for Fatal Attraction. Right. He's like not he's not like as bad of a guy. And we'll, we'll we can get into that in a yeah. minute. Um Erica Christensen too. So I love Erica Christensen. Um, because I started watching Parenthood <laughs> because uh, a bunch of people told me that I looked like Mae Whitman's character in <laughs> Parenthood. Huh. Like a bunch of like 40-something moms, you know, were like when I was like in my early 20s and I had uh, dark, darker glasses and dark hair, you know, oh. they were like, you know who you look like, that Amber girl in Parenthood. Her? And, yeah, her. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> egg. And I was like, Damn, I mean, I love Mae Whitman, so I'll take it because I I do love her a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, but but yeah, I was like, okay, so I'll watch this. I'll watch the show, and then of course I got like totally sucked in, and and like I know a lot of people are into This Is Us. I I haven't been able to get into This Is Us to the degree that I got into Parenthood, and I was just like, I would like cry. <laughs> I would like turn on Parenthood, and I'd be like, time to cry. <laughs> And I thought Erica Christensen did a great job in in that TV show. So it was, so it's just, it's interesting to see, because I remember that was something that I got excited about when I watched Parenthood. I was like, it's a girl from Swim Fan, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But it was so nice to like, to look back and be like, I mean, I think she was decent in Swim Fan. I'm not saying she was bad, but it's so nice to see like, what she developed into yeah. down the line, you know, my, my little side bit about this is us versus parenthood. And I've okay. only seen like a handful of episodes of both for this is us. It feels like the writers are like, 
coming together very deliberately and be like, and how can we make people cry this week? (laughs) Whereas in parenthood, you just come about the tears like incidentally. I totally agree with that. I think that's been the issue that I've had with This Is Us is I feel like they're really trying. Whereas in parenthood, like the dynamics in the family just feel uh, more natural, like the the siblings and stuff it just feels a little bit more effortless yeah and and then it's like yeah someone just happens upon something that and and because everybody's got their own shit going on and there's all these people that you're going back and forth with in the present day not like going back and forth in time like this yeah. was you're like oh my like oh that resonates with me like cuz everyone's got their own complicated shit going on so it's like inevitably something's gonna upset you whether it's like you know um having a kid or drugs or like you know health problems or whatever you know and you're like oh that's my thing yeah Uh, anyway so i just i don't see this as us ever coming close to um the Craig T. Nelson May Whitman scene after her car accident. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so crying everyone, talking about it. Everyone just watch Parenthood. Seriously, if you haven't already, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Especially because it's fun to watch um Lauren Graham and Peter Krause play siblings when they're yeah. married. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> it's it's like less awkward than Dexter. It's actually very natural. They do a really good job playing siblings. Nice. Anyway, uh, I just really love them and their relationship. Okay, back to Swift. <laughs> okay, yeah. Remember, okay. this is we talk about what we want to talk about. Yeah, that's so true. Um, but yeah, so uh, okay, I'm gonna say something else that maybe is another thing to unpack uh, later down the road. Not for all of you to have to worry about and deal with. Uh, I'm still not sure if. I started learning cello because of this movie or if I wanted to do it regardless. Don't remember, but I did, I did play cello for a while. Um, I played a lot of instruments growing up. So I, I went to school for oboe for a while and, um, played oboe and piano, like for, for like over a decade each. And, um, flute and stuff. And then I was like, oh, it's time to pick up another instrument (laughs) for some reason. And I was like very hooked on the cello, but I can't remember if it's because of swim fan or like if that's where it started. There were also like some really hot cello players in my orchestra. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cello players are usually pretty hot. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like attractive people are drawn to it. I totally agree because I remember I was like, wow, there are just some hottie patatis who play cello in my orchestra. And being an oboist, you have like a really good seat generally <laughs> to see the cello. Yeah. Um, you know, but the problem about being an oboist is you really only have a shot with like the bassoons and the violas. So it's fine. Um, or the percussionists if you're lucky, which uh, uh, I've dated many of those, including tuck anyway uh so <laughs> swim boy so <laughs> we've got swim boy here so it starts with the cello uh that was my point and then there's like it's kind of the same beginning as fatal attraction where it's like oh normal everyday stuff and there's a dog and family and you know ah shucks type of stuff and then uh Cher's dad from clueless is the coach uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like hey swim boy you have to live in that pool okay yeah. Get your head the stand- in the game. Yeah. That, yep. 
high school musical. The Sanford Scouts are coming. You yeah. better figure it out. And then, um, yeah, then there's like, like kind of like, oh, we're hanging out cafeteria. Uh, you know, this is the friend group. We're showing you the friend group thing. And then they're like, oh, look at that weird kid. Um, Dante or whatever. Uh, and then we find out not long after they kind of like establish everything. And it's like, oh, look, he's pretty popular and he's got these friends and he's with this, you know, girl, whatever, that they're going to be long distance next year. Yes, That is pretty serious. And so he buys her jewelry to like commemorate their commitment Mm-hmm. And um, wait, what's what's what is Sherry Appleby's name in this? I like just wrote G. Amy, Amy, Amy. Okay, so so yeah, so it's like cute Ben and Amy, cute, cute. And then um, then we meet we meet swim fan Erica Christensen, Madison Bell, pretty early on, and she she's new in town. She's new in town folks and she can't open her locker but benjamin is like hey uh can i have that hairpin i'm a bit of a locksmith and she's like oh look at look at you well isn't that interesting and she totally could have opened that locker yeah and she's like why don't you keep it uh because you know maybe i'll need you to do that again because i'm really bad at holding on to keys (laughs) and he's like sure and uh then we see Ben at work and okay. I feel like I got this right. It, it's a hospital and his mom is a doctor. Yes. And I think he's like a candy striper or something. Yeah. Like an orderly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what it seemed like. But I was like, I was like this, this guy that he was tending to seemed like a long-term uh, dude. So I was like, is this part nursing home or is this, ho-? I thought it was hospital. Anyway. Uh, well, we see later in the movie that it's hospital. But anyway, it's a little confusing. And uh, we find out that Amy works at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he comes over to visit. And it seems like kind of a normal thing that he does at the end of the sh- his shift. And she offers up, hey, well, what if we're not long distance after all? What if I go to Berkeley instead of Rhode Island? And he's like, well, I didn't get in yet. And he's going... To, yeah, potentially Stanford. Yeah. Um, but he's like, well, maybe maybe this is a good idea. Let's, you know, talk about it later kind of a thing. And um, so, oh, and then we we get to meet. So he's training and we meet um, his his like frenemy, his foil. Yes. And um, wait, hold on. Josh. Yeah. Yes. His name is Josh. Yeah, and he's like, oh, Madison, the Madison girl's hot. And I heard her family's in Europe. And uh, so we find out she's staying with her aunt and uncle, and that weird guy, Dante, is her cousin. Yes. And um, so there's like a little, you know, so it's like, oh, so Josh is interested, you know. And uh, there's that little healthy competition that you see, like, hey, maybe, you know, maybe the coaches are going to pay attention to me instead of you. And he's like, not on your life, buddy. And he's like, well, I'm still going to train. So you see, oh, there's some foreshadowing, some 
stakes. Yes. Um, Ben is driving home, presumably, and he thinks he sees, he's like all distracted from hairpin girl. Uh-huh. And he thinks he sees her while he's driving. And then he looks in the road and then he almost hits Madison uh, and slams on the brakes. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was looking at totally not you on the side of the road, but I thought it was you. Just kidding. I wasn't looking at anything. Uh, Her cousin's name's Christopher, I think. Right. But his last name's Dante. And they call them Dante at the beginning of the, right? Yeah. Almost positive. You're probably right. I'm looking at the wiki page. I'm, I'm Googling. Um, yeah, Christopher Dante. So they call him Dante at the beginning, but she calls him Christopher. Christopher. And, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, I, I wrote Dante and then she started to say Christopher. And I have that in my notes as like, yeah, his full name is Christopher Dante. But like, I think, you know, I think they're like, well, Dante sounds like weirder. So we're going to call him Dante. Um, anyway, unless or it's just lazy editing. and uh, But anyway... <laughs> Or it's like, just like this uh, very, very high Dante. school thing where like typically like boys are only referred to by their last name. Yeah, I was also referred to by my last name. Well, my nickname was a derivative of my last name Yeah, in high school. So I totally get that. And that actually was decided on my first day at my new school. <laughs> oh. Uh, by not me. <laughs> I was like, we're going to call you this. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, I don't have a say. Great. And then that was my nickname all through high school. Uh, but my dad, it was the same thing. His, my dad's uh, nickname was also a derivative of our last name, but slightly different. Huh. Uh, yeah, strange. But how very Ellis Island. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. And our there's no way our last name wasn't changed <laughs> at Ellis Island. No way, because uh, it's Russian and it does not really look Russian anymore. Anyway, no. I was I was like just talking about ancestry today and been thinking about like how are I going to figure that out? Anyway, I bet you it was like Dyatlov. Yeah, it was something like well, because there's so many variations of that name that I have seen. Uh-huh. And so it's like they just like made it up every time someone from Russia came over with that name. They're just like, well, we're we're gonna. so like so basically what I'm saying is we have generations of people going, I'm going to call you. This. Yes. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> that's not the point of this podcast. Uh, so, OK, do you think Madison uh, was out standing out in the middle of the road on purpose? Huh. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just I don't I'm know. just trying to be provocative. Because <laughs> I feel I mean possibly because I feel like unlike Alex, who I think like who's a bit like oh coincidentally you're in the same place as me and it like felt like a coincidence. I think like from the get-go she was orchestrating meat cutes, even if that yes. meat cute meant she would possibly get creamed on the side of the road yeah that's kind of my point like i feel like alex um even when alex was like getting contact information uh uh, it still felt like oh well she she wouldn't have had to try as hard to get his contact information like she could have gotten this off of his business card in a phone book but whatever but for for swim fan it's like it seems like madison did a bunch of research and found things that in 2002 
would have been hard to find. Mm-hmm. Not like 2021 where it would have been easier or in the 80s when it would have been easier. Oddly enough, 2002 was like this weird nebulous time where not everyone had cell phones. You couldn't look up everybody's number or information. Um, you wouldn't be able to find someone's like screen name yeah. or like figure out who they were in a forum tied to an email like you can do now, you know, like all those people who think that what they're doing is so anonymous, but it's actually pretty easy to make those connections. Um, it's It wasn't like that in the early 2000s. So that's, that's why I'm like, God, I wonder. Because she just, yeah, she just kind of happens to be in the perfect places at the perfect time. And I also, it seems like, she picks a mark uh-huh. at wherever she is and she absorbs and embodies everything about that person, including all their interests. So they know she knows all the things that they do ahead of time. Uh-huh. And and we can talk about the relation to her ex later. But that's the pattern I'm seeing. So I'm like. Yeah, I feel like she was probably watching him and knew his route and knew his car. Mm-hmm. And maybe if um, she, maybe if he was paying attention, she would have done something different, but she realized he wasn't and she just like stepped out into the street real quick. I don't know. Yeah. That's just, that is just a hypothesis. I actually had a meet cute in real life uh, where I almost got hit by a car. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> uh, except I felt really stupid uh, afterwards and I didn't do it on purpose. And it was kind of one of those things where like I was on campus and I almost got hit by a car and I like ran across the street and I was like, oh my God, I really hope nobody saw that. And then I look up and the one person I absolutely did not want to see that this guy I had a crush on just happened to be right there and i was like i want to shrivel up into a oh, ball no. right now yeah and he he said something like smooth move or something and i probably like danced away and i was just like i hate myself um but it actually ended up making us talk later because uh-huh. like i i had also seen him from across the room at an event later that night or the next day or something and we we were Very long story short, um, the president of Starbucks used to go to our school. So he was like presenting and we got all this free Starbucks, whatever. Nice. And it was pretty cool. And and so we had these Starbucks cups and we were like, and we like cheers them from across the room. And then I like reached out to him on Facebook and he was like, oh, so after I see you have a brush with death and we cheer coffee cups. Now you think it's appropriate for us to start talking? Is that? And I said, listen, I actually I had to talk to him for an assignment Uh uh, because I had to interview a percussionist. And I was like, excuse me, sir, uh, I'm I am. This is merely a scholastic uh, outreach. okay? and I am just reaching out to you because I need to interview a percussionist for class. So I don't know what you're thinking, but get that out of your mind. But yeah, I was a hundred percent. Like I was like, Oh, this is my golden opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I get to reach out to him and I have a reason and I don't have to feel stupid about it. And then, and then we like dated on and off for a really long time uh, and talked for a really long time anyway. So, so that was fun. And that really happened in real life. And so, uh, you know, I can see how it would happen in real life, but uh, not with Madison because yeah, you're right. Everything is calculated with yeah. her. 
so let's see. Oh, so I also made the note that she was probably naked under that trench coat. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, he drops her off and says some dumb shit. And, you know, it was like, oh, I can't believe I sound like such a bonehead. And then he finds out she left her journal in his vehicle. Uh-huh. So he's like, oh, oh, my goodness. Like, this was totally, absolutely not on purpose. No, not and, at all. Oh, look at music notes. Oh, it's so mysterious and sexy that she plays music. Wow. Uh, I wish that worked for me in high school. It didn't. I just got called a nerd, but cool for you. And <laughs> he goes, wait, what did I say? He goes over to you, drop off the notebook. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he goes to drop off the notebook and like misses like, almost misses her hints she's like i haven't eaten all day and then he bites and takes her to dinner right oh well and then also so that i was like i was like why did i write omg mom no because his mom was like is it a date and i was like oh he and and tuck and i were watching i was like he said the same thing that i said to my mom when she asked me if it was a date with you i said no what are you talking about no weird gross um <laughs> not gross that sounds mean <laughs> but i was just like i don't feel that way boys friends <laughs> yeah boys have cooties and then i was like just kidding i want it to be a date now so can it please be a date so so yeah oh also this is like the first time you see an edge to to madison when he comes over and drops off the notebook because she's like really mean to christopher yeah and she's like Christopher, why didn't you tell me I had a visitor? And I was like, ooh. And then and she's like, oh, but I'm such a cute waif and I haven't eaten. <laughs> and he's like, I okay, well, let's go to a diner. And and then we find out Ben's uh complex layered backstory. Yes. This nice boy wasn't so nice. He did drugs of an indiscriminate type. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stole things for said drugs and he went to juvie but th- he learned also how to pick locks which like I'm I dated a guy who was like very proud of his ability to lock pick and like I never thought that that was that cute uh, so anyway I don't know what's the deal maybe he watched some fan and was like girls like this I'm gonna learn how to lock pick and it's not that like hard to lock pick honestly like once um, I was at my friend's house and her parents were gone and she accidentally locked the garage and inside were like her mu- a mama cat and her baby cats. And it would have been a while before we would have been able to feed them. And so like I like grabbed a- I was like, let's just try to pick the lock and like junior high us picked the lock so it's not that badass of a thing really (laughs) like out of like pure like need to save these baby kittens we figured out how to pick a lock without the aid of google see i tried to do it but i had no materials with me this was um i've tried to break into my own parents house so like no crimes committed anyone i was supposed to be able to go into my parents house i this was like Oh, God, I don't know, like 10, 12 years ago, something like that. And I was like in between apartments. I was just about to move into a new apartment. Yeah. But I didn't have 
I had like a bunch of stuff at one apartment, a bunch of stuff at another apartment and a bunch of stuff at my parents' house. And so it was kind of like I had things in three different areas, but no one area had everything I needed to live. Oh, no. Like I had no bed at my current apartment. And it was like, I think my bed was at my parents' house. So I didn't have a bed at either apartment. So my parents were like, well, why don't they were out of town? They were camping. And they're like, well, why don't you stay at our house? And then, you know, like spend the, because I had everything I needed for the day at my new place or whatever. And I was like getting it set up. But they're like, well, why don't you just crash at our place? And then you don't have to sleep on the floor. And I was like, sounds great. And so I, drive to my parents' house. And it's like late at night. And I accidentally locked myself out of my parents' house because they had like uh, like a code for the garage. Uh-huh. But then the door from the garage to the inside of the house, they had left unlocked. And I didn't have a key for some reason, which is weird because I always had a key. So I don't know why I didn't have one. Um I think I think it was like one of those things where I was like, well, I don't need a key because I'm just going to use the garage code. I think it was like that. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I tried to pick a lock, but I didn't have anything that I could use. And then I was like 19 and dumb or 20 or whatever. And I was like, maybe it was, I don't know when, when it was, but it was around that time. And I was like, I'll use a stick. Um, so the stick got stuck in the lock. So then the door was not usable. Oh. <laughs> and then I tried to like break in to the sliding glass doors that were on the second floor, like on the balconies. And so I climbed on the roof and jumped down and like tried to open those. And that wasn't going either. And so I was like, well, your house is secure. But I ended up sleeping in my car at my parents' house and then driving back to my apartment in, you know, in the morning. And then I think they came home like a day early or something to (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> to make sure I get, got my apartment set up. <laughs> so I'm impressed by it because I just, I had, I didn't have like a hairpin. I didn't have, I didn't have like a toothpick. I didn't have a credit card. I didn't have anything, but I was like, I got this stick. And then my parents had to like take apart the doorknob, <laughs> like pull the stick out. Oh my god! And I was like, I'm really, I don't know why I thought that was going to work. It was like, three in the morning and I was exhausted, you know, yeah. and I was like, I just want to sleep. And so that, <laughs> that didn't work anyway. So, so yeah, so they find, um, kind of a common ground at the diner because Madison escapes from her world in when she's playing the cello yeah. and Ben's like, Oh, when I'm swimming, I feel that way. And they're like, oh, wow, that's pretty amazing. And he's like, but by the way, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. So back off. Uh, Just kidding. He didn't say back off. He's like, I have a girlfriend. Flirty, flirt, flirt, flirt. And then she's like, oh, well, don't worry. I have someone in New York. And she said something like, uh, um, like, why are the nice guys always taken or something like that at some point? And then. He goes, well, what about Josh? Josh is into you. And she's like, I'm not a sex robot for interchangeable men. Okay. Not till later in the movie. Um, yes. And <laughs> just to make you jealous. And uh, and then for some reason, she goes with him to swim. Yes. Uh, like, which is weird. It's like he's practicing for like a really big thing. If I was him, I would have been like, no, you're not going to go watch me swim. Like. That's weird. <laughs> but 
he is not thinking. And so he's like, okay. And then, and then for some reason, she's like, I can't swim. So can you show me how? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then they, uh, you know, do it in the pool. And, and I have a quote from Tuck where he said, they're going to the deep end. <laughs> so that's, that was his little joke. Oh, um, fuck. <laughs> and yeah. And then she's like, oh, it'll be our little secret or maybe not so little. And I'm like, uh, why did I think this movie was so scandalous as a child? Yeah, I I felt for Ben in that moment because I felt like it was less consent and her more breaking him down. Yes, yeah. It's really, it's really, the whole thing is awkward, right? Yeah. Um, And then she's like, tell me you love me. And he's like, uh, okay. (laughs) And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's... (sighs) You can really manipulate someone when you're like in the heat of the moment to yeah. to say and do things that they don't necessarily mean, especially um, if they're like an eighteen year old dum dum, right? And yeah, so she's like, "Say you love me," and he's like, "Uh, like, uh, okay, uh, yeah, I love you," <laughs> you know. And it's like, but it's, I mean, it's weird for her to have him say that stuff because yeah. it's like, well, obviously he doesn't mean it, so I don't know what what you're getting out of it. Like it's, I mean, but you know, it's like, that's just one of the things that they showed to be like, Oh, she's unstable or whatever. And, but she's like, Hey, don't tell anybody. And he's like, Oh, good. All right, cool. So like, I'm getting away with something, you know? And, um, and then, uh, he, so it's kind of the same thing as fatal attraction where it's like, okay, we're going to go into, the next day after this and kind of like pretend like nothing happened. And, and he thinks he's getting away with something, but unlike um, fatal attraction, you don't, I don't, at least I don't get the feeling that he has ever done this before. No, no, no. he's like, he's a big dumb, dumb. Yeah. Like he's, it's not like he's like cheating on Amy left and right or anything like that. It's, yeah. this is like, yeah, this is like new for him. And, and she he, had to push, like I said, she had to push really hard to get them to that point. Yeah, like she definitely, I mean, I, obviously he could have said no, but she like really manipulated him like a lot. Um, and so I think he's kind of like, all right, well, this never has to happen again. And maybe it's a blip and maybe I talk about it with Amy at some point. But at this point, I feel like I dodged yeah. a bullet and I'll just keep going. And, and yeah. oh, go ahead. As, and unlike Dan, he has like genuine remorse about this, not yes. just like remorse that this person is continuing to play games with him. Like Ben feels bad from the get go. Yes, he clearly does. And he wants to kind of get back to, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get back to my normal life and I will figure this out. But this, yeah, like it didn't feel, you can tell it didn't feel great. Yeah. And, um, and then he, oh, he's trying to connect, like, Amy's like, oh, where were you? Or, or you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, I left something in your locker. And and he goes to his locker and, like, gets stuff. And he thinks it's from Amy, but it's from Madison. And then ends up, like, she's like, oh, is this for me? And he's like, uh, y- yep. Mm-hmm. Mm, weird, you know. 
And it was like a flower and like a card and stuff, right? Um, and then we find out too, I feel like this gets dropped, that Amy's going to be gone for a week, but then that doesn't happen, right? Yeah, not re- it's like really. I don't think it happens, that. or just it just feels like she doesn't have a lot of, he just doesn't have a screen time for a while. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to be gone on vacation, but it's like, I don't know, it didn't feel like a week, and it didn't feel like she ever left, so I was like very confused by that part, um, but that's fine, and Ben can't think about anything but Madison when he's swimming because it happened in the pool, and Josh is like, mm, you're losing your edge, buddy. I'm coming for you. And uh, then they're at like a party that night. And I can't remember whose house was it. It was just like some random. I person's, thought it was right? Amy's. Was it Amy's house? Yeah. Okay. Oh, is she having a party? Because wait, hold on. Did she have a party because her parents were out of town? I think so. Okay, that's yes. That wasn't sense. she wasn't going away. She was trying to entice him to come to her house because her parents were going to be out of town, and I think she's never had sex, so she's like, "This is the time." Okay, that makes more sense. I was very confused by that part, and I should have just rewound it, but then I didn't, and I just had questions. Okay, so Amy leaves, and oh yeah, because that makes sense because she's like, "I'm going to go get ice." So, oh, uh, at some point we find out like earlier than that that madison introduced herself to amy yes and they're like buddy buddying up at this party and ben's like oh are you kidding like, this is the worst thing <laughs> this that's is ever not happened to good me. news and then and amy's like oh she's nice you know she's really cool i really like her and amy's just cute and oblivious and she leaves to go she's like i'm gonna go get ice and then josh like ends up like going out to the car or I mean, not Josh. Um, Ben ends up going out to the car and being like, let me just get some. Yep. Uh, there's not panties in my car or anything like that. So it's fine. Cause like Madison, like purposefully left panties mm-hmm. in his car to like try to get him. And then he it does not succeed. Uh, and then Josh is trying to make moves on Madison at the party. And she's like, I am not interested in you. And, then, oh, right. Sorry. Before that, I had this all out of order and I my notes are in order. I just read them out of order. But before he goes out to the car, Madison interrogates him in the bathroom. And that's kind of when you find out she's like, oh, sorry, I might have left something in your car. And she's wearing the flower, the same type of flower that she left in the locker. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're trying to get caught. You're trying to be provocative, you know. And he's like, oh, no, I better, I better go, you know, intercept this. But he, he, uh, nothing, he doesn't get found out. We continue. He still has the guilt. And um, when he gets home, we're on a very early 2000s website with very loud clicking noises. (laughs) (laughs) The early 2000s mice were not effing around. (laughs) It's just so funny. Um. And then, and then the part that I remember very clearly, and that swim fan eighty five comes up, starts talking to him, which is funny because in the beginning, when she comes to school, they're like, "Oh, she's a senior," and I'm like, "But it's two thousand two, and her tag, her name is swim fan eighty five. The math just doesn't add up." Wouldn't she be seventeen then? She was born in eighty five. Yeah. Oh. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That makes sense. 85, 95, 2002. Yeah. And it's, it's weird for me because like I was born like at the, ass end of 85 so i guess like my handle on ages isn't the same because i was a sophomore in 85 or in 2002 yeah no if you're 85 you could be 17 so you could be like a you could be a senior uh, anyway, so, <laughs> so she's like trying to entice him on, on instant messenger and who hasn't been there in the days of aim. <laughs> and, uh, I just spent most of my time trying to figure out like which Jack Handy quote I wanted as my away message, but you know, they had, they were playing other games and it wasn't aim though. It was like some off brand, you know, ICQ. It was ICQ. It might have been. Shut it just up. Makes more, it just makes sense. Well, I thought it was like totally off brand, like not ICQ even, like not Yahoo, none of that stuff. I'll have to look at that again. But anyway, I, like I, it felt like the net, you know, where yeah. where it's like, oh, we're ordering a pizza on like pizza dot com slash order or whatever. And uh, Ben's like, I'm going to shut this down. I'm not interested. So here's the other. That's the other difference. It's like as soon as this happens once, he's like, stop. And he's like, this was a mistake. And I would like to shut this down, please. And he's he's trying to walk away and repair things, you know. And so he didn't really entertain the things that she was saying. Yeah. He's, he's the anti Dan. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. You, I, you're meant to feel better about Ben. He, ben, apart from, you know, the whole date and the fucking in the pool thing does just about everything. Right. Yeah. He's trying. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, I, it's not great. And he should be honest with Amy and she needs to decide what she wants to do from there. Yeah. But he, but she obviously has done a lot of research and that's the thing too. It's like Alex, um, feels more like, um, it's coming from more of a genuine place. Not, I don't, I don't feel like she's trying to be manipulative. It's like, there are certain feelings and things that she has that she's not really in control of. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like she's as calculated. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of Alex's actions stem from her anxiety. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, and she just, she feels abandoned. She wants to be loved. Not just, there's no excuse for the things that she's doing, but it's like you understand them more. Whereas Madison, it's like, this is a game to you. Yeah. You're, you're, you've done this before and you'll do it again. And this is game. There's no nuance. She's just a stock crazy person. Yeah. She's just, I am going to make your life hell and here's how I'm going to do it. Get ready. And, um, so we see, so the coach is lecturing Ben and LOL, he has a beeper. And <laughs> I just really liked that we got to see a beeper. Cause I was like, it's 2002. Do people really still have beepers? Well, whatever. And, um, I just made a note that Ford paid for part of this movie. Uh, oh, cause they, we see like a very fr- prominent Ford, uh, label and Madison is over at his house for some reason. Gets over to the house. Madison's there. And she's looking at, like, his childhood pictures with his mom. Yeah. 
And But here's the really fucked up part, because this part parallels Fatal Attraction very closely. Yes. Because Alex comes over, you know, and she's like, oh, I'm interested in this apartment and whatever. And it, there's like a very clear motive for her being there. <laughs> so, it's you know, it's like, it's like, oh, that's a good cover story or whatever. But Ben's mom is just like, who is this person? <laughs> so yeah. you just let her in and showing her photos and you have no idea who she is. She didn't give you any kind of like reason for why she was there she's just like well she's nice who is she (laughs) mom (laughs) why are you just letting strangers into the house and uh so that was really bizarre and he's like confronting madison again he's like i have a girlfriend why are you here and she's like was i a mistake and he's like yeah (laughs) basically (laughs) and she's like well maybe i was wrong about you and she's he's like well i don't i mean we discussed this already, you know? And he's like, I don't want you to tell anyone. And then she's like, tell anyone about what, you know? And he's like, oh, okay, well, uh, good. Okay. Uh, th- that All right. Uh, maybe my problem got solved again. But it didn't, Ben. It didn't get solved again. And then we see that some keys are missing. And here's like the part that, that parallels like Alex being sad uh listening to opera where where uh madison's sad listening to cello music yes and she's looking at her cello from her fainting couch and uh and it's like oh well obviously something bad happened but we don't know what yet and we're gonna go back to the normal day and and uh his mom's like it's kind of like the beginning of the movie again and his mom's like oh are you coming back into work later okay bye and then and then his mom's like, oh, my God, you're supposed to club lock the car. Why didn't you club lock the car? Chuck had some comment about it at the beginning. He's like, I feel like that's a very early 2000s thing as well. I'm like, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anyone who club locks their car anymore, but I don't know. I don't think I knew anyone then who did either. So I'm yeah. like, maybe it's just where they are or what the car is like. Maybe it's easy to steal. I don't I don't know. I don't know anything about cars. I rely on him for that. So, but he had some comment about like, does anyone club lock their cars anymore? And I'm like, I don't know. I have a club for my steering wheel. Do you feel like, do you you use it because you feel like your car is easy to steal or would you just do it regardless of the car? It's because it was like made before 2015 and cars before 2015 are pretty easy to steal. There you go. Okay. That makes sense. See, that's, I I think more about, um, around this neighborhood, uh, wheels get stolen a lot. So I'm like, and from specific models of cars, like, uh, I'm trying to think now, I think like Honda fits are one and like Toyota Yaris is like those smaller cars that have like the wheels that are good for racing. Yeah. And so, um, I, I'm always like, Oh, well, if you don't have like, uh, like a, custom lock for your for your wheels then they're going to get stolen because they do around here all the time um so that's interesting so anyway maybe we're just out of touch with club locks um or we're just so spoiled with our garage these days uh but anyway so she gets mad and he's like i i forgot i'm sorry and and then really the bigger calamity though is that there are 81 new emails from swim fan yes and some of them are nudie pics or opens, probably nudie pics. <laughs> yeah, because he opens it in school. 
in the library. And and I but I love that it's early 2000s so it's taking forever to load. Yeah. <laughs> and like then the page freezes and he's like trying to turn it off and he like can't. And of course Amy comes over like right around then and she's like, "Hey, what you looking at?" And he's like, "Nothing, schoolwork. Where am I?" It's like, "Don't do that at school, first of all." <laughs> that Not was like he knew it was in the emails. He didn't know, but so. it was like a very me move at that time except like it wasn't me like looking at porn. It was me like reading an X-Men fan fiction. I didn't want anyone to know. it's pretty good um x-men fan fiction i'm trying to think if there was anything that i i feel like we had such a severe um like uh like privacy or not we had like such a severe filter censoring device on our computers at school that it was like Sometimes we even had a hard time just getting to normal news sites. Yeah. So it was like very frustrating. There were very few things that we could navigate to go see. And uh, so I had to do all that weird stuff at home. No. Uh, <laughs> but I, I never got – what was I really – I mean, really it was like Neopets. Yeah. And other stuff I won't talk about on this podcast. So anyway, um, let's see. Oh, so he's like obviously distracted by this realizes that there's more he needs to do to get her off his tail and so he's rejecting his girlfriend in the process this is just like distracting him all across the board yeah and so she's feeling rejected like oh he doesn't want to hang out with me that sucks and um and meanwhile uh to make or to try, I guess, to make Ben jealous, or maybe just to get closer to him and his activities to give her another reason to be close to him at swim meets and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Madison's, like, making out with Josh. And um, and she's, like, she, like, she tells Ben that she pretends that Josh is him. So that's, Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, I pretend Josh is you. So isn't that hot? And he's like, that's weird. Um, and then she's like, well, and she's like trying to get Ben back by like making him jealous. Like, th- like I said in the last uh, podcast episode, I had a stalker and he would like, he would like, he tried every angle to try to get like a response out of me, you know? And I was like, well, I'm not like, nothing is going to get the response that you want. So I don't know what you're doing you know it's like it's not gonna work but she's gonna try everything so it's like all right i tried being sexy you don't like that i'm gonna try to make you jealous i'm gonna try to make you feel guilty because i'm gonna say oh well you said you loved me and he's like well yeah you asked me to do that (laughs) so that's why i did it yeah and then, and then I said, I asked Tuck, I said, how do you think this is going to go? And he's like, I think she'll just kind of understand. And, and I think it's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously that's not going to happen. We follow Ben to work and he ends up giving this guy some pills and he codes. And so that's scary. And, and then next thing we know, he's in with like the hospital administrator or whatever. And he's like, I checked and rechecked the meds. And she's like, you're fired. (laughs) Like, luckily they, he didn't die, but it was a close call. And this is a serious screw up. And you have, we have to let you go. This is 
negligence, you know. And he's like, I know who did this. It was Madison. So then, uh, is this where you said like the editing gets wonky? Because this was the feeling. This was where I was like, I have no idea oh, what's happening with editing. So <laughs> my thing with the editing is like, when we get to the point where it's like, oh, well, Madison, she's actually, there's some stuff going on with her. Um, they cut the scenes or edit the scenes where, like, he's trying to tell her hard truths really weird. Where it's like, I don't know, like, quick cut, quick cut. Now that's on this angle, this angle, this angle. Does it make it look, like, really, like, hectic or something? And, oh, like, okay. sometimes the shots shown don't match the dialogue because it's trying to make her, like, it's edited to make to make you feel like you're inside her headspace. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, this was where I first thought the editing was weird, but we'll get to that part, too. Because um, why, okay, well, there's a lot, okay, when, when you had made that comment, I thought I was like, well, how did she end up, how did she, how did she change? his medication and then get all the way back to school at like the library and play cello there, you know, like how did she, what? Huh? And then she paid someone. She might have, she might have. Um, There's like more than one thing where like that at this point in the movie where you're like, she had to be in three places at once for that to truly make sense. But okay. Um, But he throws her cello down and he starts choking her, which um, that sucked. Um, yeah. I get the rage, but I'm also like, stop it. <laughs> like yeah. you're supposed to be in the right here. Okay. You got to cut that shit out. But he was like, you almost killed someone. And he's like, stop calling, paging and visiting me. Um, and then, and then he thinks, well, that solved it. I shook her a few times. Yeah. So she's going to stop doing that. And I'm like, that's what, Based on what information do you think that's going to work, Ben? Yeah. Come on. I told her, don't call me or beat me if you want to reach me. Boop, boop, um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Listen, I tried it too, Ben. It doesn't work. Guess what? Then they just follow you. They just follow you and watch you walk places. Uh, it's scary and it sucks. This isn't going to work for you, Ben. I'm sorry. So he's, so he's at the, he goes to the restaurant to meet with his with his girlfriend. And this is kind of like, this is when his life starts to really fall apart. It's like, at first it was like distracted, shaky. Maybe he can make it back from this. And now it's like, uh, I don't think there's any coming back from this. And, um, and he wants to talk to her because he wants to tell her like what's going on. Yeah. He's racked with guilt. He realizes she's not going to let up. And it's kind of the same thing in fatal attraction where it's like, Oh, if she can't hold this over me, then that will help me in the long run because uh, otherwise she's just going to keep coming after me and use it as like a bargaining chip or a way to threaten me or whatever. Um, And Amy's not too pleased and she slaps him. And uh, yep, that's fair. And (laughs) good for her. And uh, then it gets worse because it's not just like a high school relationship that will inevitably end. It's also, sorry for any high school sweethearts listening. Good for you. You beat the odds. And um, but he's at the meet. And then he tests positive for steroids. And he has to leave and clean out his locker. And he's like, there's no way in hell that happened. And they're like, well, it did. So sorry. And, and here's the thing that really drove me nuts. 
this part I really didn't get that his mom is a doctor and she's treating steroids like the other drugs he used in the past, like there's any parallel between them. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, there's plenty of people who would never do any other drugs but do steroids and vice versa. So I just, like, when she's like, is this the same thing like all the other drugs? And when you lied to me? And he's like, no. What? No. And it's like, it's not like, I mean, it's a performance-enhancing drug. It's different from, like, getting high. It was really, like... That just seemed really weak sauce to me. I don't know if you felt the same way, but I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, now that you pointed out, yeah. Yeah, I was like, mom, doctor, you should know better. (laughs) Like, it's not like he's getting, it's it's not like, um, you know, oh, I I took Oxy and now I'm upping the stakes with heroin or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't come from my family history or anything like that. Um, It's... It's totally, it's like a totally different like realm of drugs. So it's just like really strange. Anyway, that it frustrated me because I'm like, why don't you believe him? You don't have a reason not to believe him. And you can't use his past drug use as a reason not to believe him. Also, as someone who has had to convince people to believe me in the past, I get very frustrated when I see that in a movie because I, I, it reminds me of when I've times in my life where I have not been believed when I'm like, I am telling, I don't even know how to lie. Okay. <laughs> so I am telling the truth. Uh, so that's like, Oh, it's really frustrated me. It's like, it's hard to watch. Um, and then, Oh, but then we see like a little, a little light, right? Because Josh, despite being a frenemy, there is friend at the beginning yes. of, of that court, you can't spell Montel. frenemy without Fran. Without Fran, and <laughs> uh, so he's like, "Wait a minute, Madison. There, there's, there's no way Ben did that. He wouldn't have thrown a shot away like that. I know him. I know him well. He, Ben's telling the truth. I know it. You, you did it, didn't you?" For some effed up reason, you know, he like puts all the puzzle pieces together and we're like, oh, Josh is here to save the day. Uh, And then we see Ben swimming and he runs into Josh dead in the pool. So then there's a funeral and uh, the one person who figured it out is dead. Yep. So that's great. And um, then we see um, that guy who's the perpetual police officer and everything uh anyway so <laughs> um he was in orange is the new black what's his name i feel bad i don't remember uh, nick sandow yeah he was joe in orange is the new black yes. yeah 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 um i mean yeah just like as a as an officer or a yeah you know like that type of a character i just feel like he's always that character but Anyway, so he's he's in this movie as a police officer and he's like he's like I also equate drugs with murder and steroids are the same as murder. So I have my eye on you and I'm I am again frustrated. Well, he's a fucking cop, so. Well, it's true. But the logic is not sound. Um that's very frustrating to me and uh so I was like this doesn't make sense. Why does everybody act like like so, mm, 
anyway, I was just, I, I had a whole bunch of thoughts jump into my head at the same time and I'm going to leave most of them uh, unsaid, but yeah, it's very frustrating when it's like the type of person who's going to use like steroids to get ahead in sports is not necessarily the same type of person who would murder someone unless they were like in right rage mode or so. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just really, oh, it's quite a jump. Uh, but and it and seems like, like Ben would have a lot, has like a lot of time if he were doing steroids. It seems like he'd be at the beginning of his roid career. And I don't think. I don't know how science works, but I don't think he'd be having roid rages at this point. Right. Well, and also he wasn't doing well in the meets. So wouldn't you think he would have like be hitting new personal bests had he actually been on steroids? So it's like no one's thinking. No one's using their brains. Everyone's just like taking this test at face value and going, well, you tested positive for steroids and nothing he can say can convince them otherwise. And that makes me angry. So anyway. it could also then, be that this movie's poorly written. That well, yeah, no shit, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I still have fond nostalgia for for this bad <laughs> movie. So he gets into Madison's house somehow. Again, another parallel with Fatal Attraction, right? Yeah. And um, she, he sees because she doesn't hide it that she has a volunteer jacket. For the so this is like their easy way of explaining this is how she did these things you know and she's got a volunteer like you know jacket for the hospital and also he finds steroids and then he also finds like this stalker box of all of his stuff and uh and then christopher dante is like oh hey you shouldn't be in here but i found this and um oh and this is like this was like the information on her ex right he's like yeah. hey this is stuff you might want to know you might want to look into this my my notes got kind of weird um oh cuz he has to hide so she comes home and ben has to like hide quick and and you know she's like oh are you talking to anybody i thought you had friends over that's right you don't have any friends it's like that was unnecessary anyway Really didn't have to say that. She doesn't have friends either. Damn. Yeah. It's like, come on. Just because you're like manipulating someone into saying they love you doesn't mean you have friends. Doesn't mean you have a social life. Right. <laughs> and he only said he loved you because he didn't want to kink shame you. He just assumed that a, a deep connection was her like sex kink. <laughs> you're a not virgin who can't drive, uh, who can't <laughs> swim, who can't swim. There we go. Oh, damn. I'm so close. Um. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) so, okay. Oh, so then Ben gets out to his car. Christopher Dante meets him out at the car and he's like, let's get somewhere. It's not too far. But then I feel like they drive quite a ways. Yeah. Anyway, that was confusing as well. I was like, when I hear it's not too far, I think it's a couple minutes down the road. Not like we're going a couple hours out of town. Yeah. But whatever. Um. So they get to this residence and they find this guy, Jake Donnelly. And they're like, and we also see a picture at the very beginning of the movie of Jake Donnelly. Uh, like when she's playing cello and stuff, you see like scam past her wall and you see pictures. So we see Jake Donnelly and we find out he's in a coma and that he was a baseball guy. And there's like lots of trophies everywhere and like baseball paraphernalia. 
and there's pictures of the two of them together in the room and whatever. And someone's like, oh, can I help you? And, you know, who's working there and they're like, oh, old friend of Jake's. And, and they're like, oh, well, you know, he didn't buckle up. So this is what happened. So you got to buckle up. And they're like, oh, God. Okay. So we're really dealing with someone who's going to kill people. So we got to, we got to be really careful. And Amy at the same time got ran off the road by Madison Mm -hmm. and the paramedics had to bring her in. And so, so they have to like rush back to the hospital. And then this is kind of where startup things kind of start to come to a head. And, and Ben uses his hospital clout (laughs) to page Jake Donnelly over the intercom. Yes. And that also seems like a thing that couldn't happen in a hospital, but anyway, (laughs) But they're like paging Jake Donnelly, Jake Donnelly to the front, paging Jake Donnelly. We're going to say this for about a minute. And Madison's like, OMG, how did he know? And then, and then they start to like bait Madison and, and like she sees someone with Jake's clothes. Uh And so she's like, oh my God, it's Jake. But actually, no, it's not. It's Christopher Dante, her cousin, wearing Jake's clothes. And they're in like the parking structure or whatever. And um and this is my this is my favorite line in the whole movie. And Ben is holding a scalpel to Madison's neck. And she goes, I did it for us. <laughs> And that's my favorite line in the whole movie. I remember, I imagined it. I like in my memory, it's more dramatic the way she says it. And then I was like, kind of let down watching the movie again. I was like, oh, it's not as dramatic as no. I remember. Um, but you know, and, and she's like, you can't do it. You can't kill me. You don't have it in you. And you're right, he doesn't because he's not like that. No, <laughs> you know, he like yes, his temper got the best of him. And he was aggressive and that wasn't cool. Yes, he cheated on his girlfriend, but he's not like this total monster. He's just like a human being with, uh, you know, flaws. And but he one of his flaws is not killing people. (laughs) So and so, yeah. So she's like taunting him kind of like, you don't have it in you. You don't have the guts, whatever. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I don't. But guess what? We got this all on camera. So that's you know, pretty cool. And they're like, we're going to, we're going to book her now. Okay. I wrote train tracks and I don't remember what happened with the train tracks, <laughs> but I just have train tracks as one of my notes. Uh, oh, weren't the cops like buy train tracks or something? Or no. Oh, they put her in the car. Uh-huh. Then they get stopped by the train. Yes. Yes. I was like, what, why did I just write train? Tra- what a lazy note. Um, and she shoots the cops yeah. and gets away. And that also seems like something that should not be able to happen, but okay. And <laughs> uh, and Amy's all laid up and, and Ben's like, hey, forgive me. I hate that I did this. And she's like, okay, I almost got killed, but okay. <laughs> and um, 
And then, oh, wait, she's just really too good for this world and that movie. Yeah, she's really, she's too sweet. She's too patient. Oh, she's not at the hospital anymore, though, right? She's like at his house. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then there's like something at the door, and he's like, I got the door. And she's like, I don't really care. And um, it's a cop car. So he's like, oh, it's someone coming to report on whatever. Um, But, but then, Oh, so his mom ends up, okay, so he gets, so he comes down and he's like, oh, false alarm, I guess. But then his mom's on the ground and then Madison knocks him out. And, and he comes to, his mom is moaning, but she's alive. And he calls her help and Amy is also gone. And his beeper again goes off (laughs) and she's like, feel like a dip. And he's like, oh God, back to the pool again. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I know you had a comment about all the blue light in this movie. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, I was confused as to whether, like, they used, like, a lot of um, blue filter because it was a movie about swimming or if it was just because it was 2002. I think it could have been, like, I think I had said back to you that I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah, because, like, the early aughts were all about picking one color and aggressively filtering it over the whole film. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So so anyway, so they get to the pool, and 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 Madison's like, "Admit you love me," and he, and Ben's like, "No, that's dumb," you know. And then she's like, "Well, say goodbye to your girlfriend," and, and then he he like swims in. And goes to save his girlfriend. And, um, and, uh, <laughs> then Tuck goes, So are the Stanford guys there now? Um, <laughs> are they watching? Uh, and guess what? He gets to use his lock picking skills again to unlock Amy from this chair or whatever. Yeah. And, and then he does some like really weak ass CPR that shouldn't work. And but he but she comes to and and helps her and then swim fan can't swim so she drowns <laughs> and and uh, and uh, yeah and then they drive off into the sunset after like a swim meet that he's not participating in yes exactly so yep <laughs> that's. That's kind of the end. Uh, yep. <laughs> that sure was a film. It sure, it sure was a film. So, I definitely did not like it as much as Fatal Attraction. Right, and I totally understand that. First yeah. of all, Fatal Attraction is like a classic, yes. right? Um, this was Kirkland's best. Um, <laughs> Listen, fatal attraction. But, whoa, 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 wait, wait, though. But not like Kirkland's best vodka, because yeah. according to Tuck, that's Grey Goose. <laughs> it's the same vodka. Did oh, you know that? Okay. Anyway, so it's not, it's like uh, toilet paper. <laughs> okay, yes. It's like Quilted Northern <laughs> versus Kirkland's, I don't know, one ply <laughs> toilet paper. I don't know. Because it's kind of shitty, right? Um, Or those Oreos, not Oreos, my mom used to buy us all the time because we were poor. Oh, like, wait. um, Before Aldi got better at their generic game. 
can we just talk about how good all these fake uh, Girl Scout cookies are? Oh, yes. They're wonderful. They've come such a – they've come a long way, baby. The only reason I buy Girl Scout cookies is to support the Girl Scouts. But, like, uh, just hot tip, you can get really good fake peanut butter patties for a buck. Their peanut butter patties are They're insane. so good. Okay. Anyway, uh, sorry for the sacrilege. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's like – the reason, I mean, I know why I like it as much as I do. It's not because it's a good movie. It's just because of the memories I have attached to it. Much sure. like I think that, yeah, like I, uh, watching Empire Records, I had a really hard time enjoying it because I was like, well, do they ever work? Uh, yeah. And I was like bothered by everything. <laughs> as an adult, just, you're bothered by these kids who just run this place into the ground. I was like, no wonder you're about to get bought out. You don't do anything. Yeah. and. And then I like just spent a lot of time ranting about how High Fidelity was a much more realistic movie about working at a record store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Swim Fan is to you what Drop Dead Fred is to me. That's fair. That's because fair. I showed it to Nick and I was so excited to show Nick Drop Dead Fred. And like at the end, I felt like, you know, I felt like I was a kid who had given the, him this like crudely drawn Thing that had taken me so long to put together and I was so proud of and he just like ripped it up and stepped on it in front of me because that's how much he hated Drop Dead Fred and you Aww. know what fair it's not a great film and neither is Swim Fan no but I never I never pretended like it was yeah no no I know yeah I I 100% know it sucks and there's not enough Jason Ritter yeah. um <laughs> but it's it is interesting i think the one thing that is interesting is to see where like sherry appleby and erica christensen went yeah. since this movie because they've done such good stuff uh mm-hmm. since then and so it's it's kind of fun i think to compare and if you haven't watched you don't need to watch anything necessarily past the first two seasons but if you haven't watched unreal yet like do it you're you'll especially if you like the bachelor but even if you don't it's a very compelling show and the the rumor well i mean i think it's just the truth is that a lot of things that happen on the show are like directly inspired by things that actually happened with producers and with cast members on the bachelor and um there were people who like were involved in production of the reality show who were also in production of the show. So of the fictional show yeah. rather. So something very interesting about that. Anyway, uh, just trying to plug a roast plate special at the same time. <laughs> Listen to roast plate special. We talk about the bachelor. So uh, we're, this is a long episode. I know we are going to talk about crazy ex-girlfriend, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't like, know that we have time. I don't think we do. So, uh, we'll just say after you've watched these two movies, if you know, do yourself a favor. If you have, again, we're just going to make you watch all the things. The crazy ex-girlfriend episode is really well done. And I, and it, I, I, it's interesting once you've seen both of those movies, because they do use, uh, comparisons from both of those movies yeah. in the episode, plus some other little stuff, uh, Plus then Josh Groban's also singing and it's great. Yes. <laughs> it's just really fun. So check that out if you haven't already. It's season. I think three. Yes. Yeah, season three 
Hold on, I'm looking it up so I can put them in the right direction. Season three, episode four. Scary, scary, sexy lady is the number. Yes. Um, <laughs> anger, scary, sexy lady, scorned like a lady, and angry like a lady scorned. I mean, just some of the best. <laughs> and it goes into like just such a really good arc because it's when Rebecca's obviously at crisis. Yes. For what's going on with her. And then you get to like see her rebuild and heal. And it's, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is a really good turning point. And there is like a big raise the stakes moment. And it's the same. It's it's set at a carnival, like in uh, Fatal Attraction. <laughs> Except it's with Josh's mom. And like, it's just so good. So uh, yeah, if you haven't watched that show already, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, go watch it. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's yeah. great. It's, it's what... What what the arc that Rebecca goes through is what I would have wanted for Alex. Yes. If yeah. it hadn't gotten if if it could have gone to the point where she poured the acid on the car and then I would have liked her to turn a corner like Rebecca's arc and crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Um, she could have been redeemed instead. She just went uh, she just continued on that road and uh, it got worse. So. Yeah. Um, well, everyone, I hope you're all staying safe and well. If you're listening to this uh, in mid-April, depending on where you are, I hope you feel like uh, good things are around the corner. But I hope everyone stays safe and healthy and is enjoying the beginnings of spring if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. And um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to be next uh, I'm moving soon, so that's going to take up some of my time. But yeah. we'll be back with with another pair of episodes sooner rather than later. And um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any anything to say in closing? Um, have healthy conversations with your partners. Oh, uh, don't let it get to this. <laughs> if you make a mistake, talk it out with them so you can work together as a team to make sure that the Madisons in your life uh, go away quickly. Honesty is very important. Communication is invaluable. Go to therapy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That person is not worth the agony you're putting yourself through. And don't text them again. Yeah, just uh, block their number. Yes. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Bye.